Carly Nevis and Darren Zaslow back with you for episode four of the Five Sports Podcast, aka it's our anniversary, our month anniversary, Darren. Month anniversary. <laughs> Happy month anniversary to you, Carly. Um, we have a very special guest in store for week four, but we'll just talk about week three for just a second. We had West Virginia women's soccer head coach Nikki Izzo Brown on. Dara, I left that interview feeling like I could conquer anything. She talked about female empowerment. She just talked about her journey to the Mountaineers, how she's been able to lead them to a million championships. She flexed with her Zoom background. Um, I, I just think that she was amazing. She built this program from the ground up. And not only has she just built an absolute juggernaut of a women's soccer program, she's an amazing person too, who I feel like a lot of people can look up to. You brought up the female empowerment. I mean, that was absolutely awesome. Just hearing her, hearing her dreams. You can never dream too big after talking to Nikki Izzo Brown. Yeah. And speaking of powerful females, I think we have one of the most influential female sports figures at West Virginia right now, coming up for week four of the podcast. Would you agree with that uh, title right there? Um, absolutely. And what about reigning Big 12 Player of the Week? Does that count as well? <laughs> so for week four of the Five Sports Podcast, we have a very special guest. The Big 12 Player of the Week, West Virginia <laughs> Women's Basketball Zone Senior Guard, Kaiser Gondrick. Kaiser, thank you for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to start with probably the most emotional part of your whole season, and that's the Texas game in January, on January 9th. Um, if you asked a lot of people, we didn't know if Kaiser Gondrick would be on the floor that day. A um, couple of days after your father, Grant, he played in the NBA and he passed away. Um, my question to you is why? Why did you feel the need to play in that game? And how was it playing in that game? Um, I was just numb. Um, I didn't go to practice. Um, I didn't touch a ball um, since the last game, which had been a few days. Um, when I found out the news, I just, I couldn't move. Um, and I just, we needed to figure out what was going uh, to be the process moving forward with the arrangements and the funeral, given the time during COVID. So I didn't know if I was supposed to stay. Um, but given the, you know, the situation with the pandemic, um, having to have a, a small funeral and doing it quickly, um, I knew that it was in my best interest and my team's interest to stay and, and to play the game against Texas um, and just try to give the best of what I could. Um, and it ended up working out in, in our favor. Um, along with the game after that against, I think we played Texas Tech um, before I was allowed to go home. You know, Kaiser, post-game, we've covered a lot of games and we've covered a lot of your games and it was one of the most beautiful moments you could ever see with Texas's head coach and your team surrounding you. Do you remember what the coach said or just your emotions after you have this incredible game, you lead this iconic win. Just what were your emotions after that at center court when you're here in country roads? Yeah, I just, I looked up in the stands and I didn't see him, you know, he had just came to the game before um, and it was just, 
I don't even know how to describe the feeling. I mean, I was just numb. And the fact that, you know, Coach Schaefer came over, I mean, it was just a classy moment for him and his program. Um, even on the floor, you know, all the girls told me while I was playing, like, just keep your head up. And the fact that Charlie stayed shows her, uh, you know, her character as well. Um, and he just told me, you know, to just keep doing what I'm doing and that, you know, I'm making my father proud. And it was really strong of me to come out and, and play today. And, and I had laughed with him because everyone knows the story behind my preseason, you know, with my father and I. And, and I said, he, he worked me so hard. And he said, now you got to keep going. And um, it just gave me a hug. And, you know, and it felt very genuine. It was what I needed in that moment. Because um, leading up to that entire day, like, I was like, I can't cry. Like, I have to get focused, you know, um, music in my ear blasting, you know, distant from everyone. And so to, to be able to have that moment where I can allow someone in my space the way that they did, it was just one, probably one of my favorite moments ever playing the game because it shows it's much bigger than basketball. Um, we'll talk about your preseason in just a second, but I have to tell you, I probably went through a similar thing. I, my father passed away sophomore year of high school on New Year's Day. A couple of days later, I played in a high school basketball game. I wasn't balling out against ranked Texas or anything like that. Um, but, you know, for those 40 or an hour, I felt like basketball was all that was going on. And then mm -hmm. the world kind of shut out. And then when the music is done and the game is over, then you kind of have to face the reality of the situation. Um, so I've been in your shoes and um, I applaud you. And I saw the other day you posted, you know, basketball saving you right now. How's, how's basketball helping you um, get through this? Um, it's just keeping me very busy. Um, you know, one of the things that coach stressed to me was keeping my same routine. Um, you know, the more I lay around, the more I'm thinking about it. Um, and, you know, I have the, the, the power to change my mood at any given moment of the day. Um, and so the fact that I can use basketball as an outlet, um, as, you know, as a safety net um, for me in this time of, you know, this grieving process um, is very helpful to my mental health right now as well. Um, and I just try to, you know, place as much as my energy and focus around the game as much as I can right now. And, and hopefully that's showing in our, um, in our performance, the way we play as a team. I think it certainly is, Kaiser. I mean, look, look at the team that you're on right now. The positive stuff. You're playing for the number 21 team in the nation. You're the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week. The first time a Mountaineer has won that award in two years since Ty Nese won it. You're averaging 27 points this week. Second in the Big 12 in scoring at 21 points per game. What's this week been like for you? Career high at 30 points against TCU. Is it is it feeling good now that you know you're in a rhythm and you're playing for an amazing team with a great award? To be honest with you, coach pulled me in his office, I think just yesterday and asked me how I was doing. I'm like, I'm numb. <laughs> I don't, and he just told me, you know, to just take the time out to enjoy this process um, and to enjoy this journey, um, despite everything else telling me not to. Um, and, you know, he knows how hard I work to prepare for this moment. So I'm just glad to, to see that my hard work is paying off um, with all the the negative um, things happening right now to, to have one positive, positive day, you know, makes up for all the negative ones before that. Um, so I'm just trying to take it in, but understanding that I can never get too high and too low because we got two big games coming up this week and that's where my focus is. 
Um, you mentioned about your off season, and I'm sure you're seeing the fruits of your labor pay off in a week like this. I read somewhere that you lost 45 pounds. Um, take us through your off season and how you think it's paying off in your game, um, what we're seeing right now. Yeah, um, just one of the biggest things that I knew moving forward, I had to get myself in basketball shape, get compared, uh, well-conditioned. Um, I felt like that would have helped my game in um, areas that I was already fundamentally skilled. Um, and then on the defensive end, um, I had to be able to guard, um, to be active and to really, you know, make an impact into the game, not just on the offensive end. Um, that's one of the things that we're taking pride in this year is, you know, igniting transition offense. Um, and so the fact that we have, you know, a perimeter that can guard now, I think coach last year, he would just put me on the shooter and I would just stand in the corner because I couldn't, I couldn't guard, I couldn't move, you know, and the fact that we're interchangeable this year, um, you know, it's, it's very important in the light that we have uh, with our winning streak, but just the conditioning aspect, um, I continue to work on my skills, uh, my mid range game, you know, my efficiency this year. Um, studying the game more, not taking bad shots, not having no force. And then I think that the biggest part of my game is learning my ability to trust my teammates this year. Um, I want to get them involved. I need to have them involved. And they're doing a great job um, stepping up um, in big time moments when I can't do it, um, according to the defense personnel. Guys, I know also I imagine part of the weight loss is the diet, which I feel like is the hardest part, especially for Food lovers like Carly and myself, we eat fast food. We love our wings. I read, I guess for you, is it a lot of either catfish or foods that don't taste very good, I imagine, for the dieting part. Are you cooking for yourself? And what was the dieting like? Because that's hard to do. Yeah, um, well, they're not nasty anymore. Uh, <laughs> but um, my mom, you know, she cooked for me relentlessly um, during that time. And I just learned from her, um, you know, and, and I'm continuing my same routine here um, up at school. And one thing I have to say, though, it's very, it's very hard um, because eating healthy is expensive and it requires a lot of time um, versus just coming, you know, leaving the gym and just grabbing something to eat, eating late at night. Um, I'm doing a lot of meal prepping. Um, when we order on the road, being mindful of how much I intake um, late at night, um, especially with different time zones, and just kind of just staying true to my routine. And one thing that my body has done anytime I try to eat anything bad, it rejects it. So I get to have my cheat days in between. Darren, maybe you can learn a little bit from Kaiser on her side. <laughs> yeah, I like looking at fish. I just don't like eating them. But if Kaiser, I mean, if she likes it, then maybe, maybe I'll give it a chance. <laughs> Um, Kaiser, you mentioned your mom and, you know, a lot has made about how your dad played in the, uh, in the NBA, but your mom was a baller too. Like she was on Louisiana Tech's championship team. How much big of an influence has your mom been in your basketball career? Yeah. Well, you know, she was my high school coach and, um, you know, to have both the best of both worlds from different perspectives, um, has definitely played an influential part in my basketball prowess, um, but to have my mom there, um, the fact that she can separate the two um, from, you know, a former uh, athlete to, you know, as a parent um, is very helpful. Um, I, she's, she'll send me texts like in, at halftime before the games. You need to 
you know, your mid range, you need to go to that or you need to just, and I'll just glance at it. Um, so it definitely helps to have, you know, another um, outlet um, who is my parent that is a part of my family. And obviously a lot of this nurturing, you know, took place in, in, uh, in Michigan where you went to uh, Benton Harbor High School. You know, I was watching the TCU game. I told Carly, man, Kaiser's wearing these neon things on her feet, these, these Kobe shoes, okay? <laughs> The reason I bring this up, you had a Kobe-like game in high school, correct? You scored 72 points in a playoff game. Were you wearing Kobe shoes at the time? And do you feel like, you know, you're like Kobe right now, putting up these kinds of numbers like what you did in Michigan? Oh, I can't compare myself to Kobe, but I'll take the compliment. Um, but no, if, if I can remember, I think I just had the, the standard uh, hyper-dunk Nike shoes um, back in high school. But yes, I did score a game of 72 points. We won. So that was the most important thing. Um, but no, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, maintain my rhythm, um, not do anything different from what I have been doing. I'm very superstitious. So the way I'm playing, I'll wear my hair a certain way. I'll keep the sh same shoes on until I mess up. And then you'll probably see something different. But I would say expect the, the neon shoes for, for tomorrow's contest. <laughs> Breaking news, Kaiser will be in the neon shoes. <laughs> Tweet that out for tomorrow. We're leading with that tonight at six o'clock. Um, and you mentioned high school in Michigan and obviously Michigan is where you started your college career. Um, and then you transferred to West Virginia. It's been, it's been a crazy journey for you. Obviously we're getting into it, but um, what went into your, your decision to leave Michigan and how did you ultimately end up at West Virginia? Found it really far away from uh, where you were. Yeah, so there was uh, uh, Coach Chester Nichols. He was an assistant coach at Michigan um, when I was in the eighth grade, and he always recruited me um, growing up. And by the time I, you know, uh, was a senior in high school, he was no longer on staff, and he was the associate head at West Virginia. So when it was time for me to transfer, I was very quiet about it. I already had made up in my mind of where I was kind of, you know, leaning towards, and he had called. And my mom told me this, this second time around, just go, you know, just go on a visit, just make sure you want to make the right decision. I came up here and I just fell in love and the rest is just taking care of itself. How about just how Coach Carey has worn off on you and this team? I mean, the, the hashtag you guys live by is physical for 40. Has he sort of ingrained that in you to you know, take that and, and hopefully continue it, you know, for, for the rest of your career, that, that physical for 40 mantra? Yeah, um, one thing about Coach, he stresses, you know, is, is hard work, you know, and, and one thing I like about him, he allows us to play. Um, you know, I always say an offense is just a structure. Um, you know, have to have the ability to create out of an offense. And as long as we're playing defense and, you know, working hard and giving our best, you know, he allows us to be able to showcase our, you know, our talents and our abilities um, on the offensive end. Um, and that's just one of the things that he stresses. And I think we're doing a better job of that um, from start to finish. What's your relationship like with him? Because he's multiple times called you a coach on the floor, said you just see the game. I feel like you look at each other and you know what each other's thinking. Yeah, I love that man. <laughs> Anytime someone asks me about him, I get very emotional because he's probably the father figure in my life um, now moving forward. And, you know, I think our relationship off the court um, makes it so easy for us on the court. I think there's a few times, you know, I'll shoot a shot 
and I'll walk over to him and I'll and I'll ask, you know, the last game, I'm like, you know, was that a bad shot? Is that why you yelled at me? He was like, just allow me to yell. And I'm like, okay, you know, so the fact that he um he knows that I'm very coachable. He sat me down before this season and told me, you know, this is your last go round. Allow me to coach you. And that's exactly what we're doing. And so is everyone else. And everyone's just buying into his vision this year. You know, Kaiser, that first year you come, your sophomore year, you, you play in five games, you, you take the rest of the time, you know, off for your, for your personal reasons. And then boom, your junior year, you explode onto the scene last year as well. Just that off season to get you to where you wanted to be. Do you look at that as one of the most important off seasons that you've had in addition to this one where you lost all that weight because boom, Kaiser Gondrzic is here to stay after that, after that time off. Absolutely. Um, you know, every year is a stepping stone to get better to the person and the player that I want to be. Um, and I think that um, off season helped me prepare for this off season. Um, you know, it showed me what I can and, and cannot do. Um, what I need to work for moving forward that year. I was just, I was happy to be back on the floor, happy to be back in action. You know, it was just kind of a learning year for me, seeing the big 12, learning players, personnel, still coach carries a uh, system. Um, and so now this off season that helped me give me one year of an experience to get ready for, for what I'm doing um, in this very moment and it's paying off. Um, so the NCAA is giving back an extra year of eligibility, but you kind of just answered the question when you said it's your last go around. Um, and then probably this is in your future, hopefully. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> since when has it been a dream of yours to play in the WNBA? Yeah, um, it's always been a dream of mine since I was a little girl. That's why I started playing the game. I was always in the gym with my dad and, and Uncle John Lucas, you know, that's uh, with the Houston Rockets now. And just always in the gym with them and being around, you know, the greats at a young age, seeing LeBron in high school, Kobe, you know, in the gym, you know, Tracy McGrady, like I, the names go on. And, you know, I was just always very competitive. And at the time when I was living in Houston, we were actually next door neighbors to Van Chancellor, who was the head coach of the, the Comets. So I grew up watching Tina and, you know, idolized them. You know, that's when the WNBA was really, really big. Um, and so I always had a, 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 a dream to aspire to get there. Um, you know, of course, life happens. And then it teaches you the importance of being a better person is more important than being a professional athlete. Um, but now that I have found a balance, I'm very excited to see uh, that moving forward in my future endeavors someday, if hopefully not soon. Last thing for me, Kaiser, I mean, is there any advice that you would give to people who maybe have gone through a similar situation that you have, either with their family, um, with their bodies, you know, wanting to get in good shape, any sort of advice that you live by that helped you reach the success that you've uh, accomplished? Yeah, um, just stay true to yourself. There's going to be a lot of, you know, bad days better than, you know, than good ones, you know, but they all, you know, lead up to the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, if you just, you got to learn how to just talk to yourself, you know, you want people to talk to you a certain way, treat you a certain way. You only are good as what you attract and the better that you spend time with yourself, learning yourself, you know, during your, your gross moments of life, the easier you'll be able to understand why things are happening instead of questioning, why is it you? Why not you? Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you quickly um, about your mentor, Skylar Diggins. And I, I just read about it and where, had your relationship develop and how has she helped you, you know, along this basketball journey? 
Yeah, um, Skyler was a big part of, um, you know, my basketball journey growing up um, in middle school. Um, she was an ambassador um, for me, um, a role model, and she just always, you know, stuck around. Um, and she says that she saw something in me. She told me she reminded me of, uh, of her so much of herself um, growing up. And, you know, one thing that she stressed to me um, that I still carry now is the femininity um, that I have, you know, as a, as a young lady playing the game that, you know, just because you play, play like a boy, you don't have to look like one. And, and that's one of the things that I took away from her um, and her ability to still go out and compete like a dog. Um, and then to, to walk out with grace afterwards, it's, it's something that you just have to respect. And I think it draws a lot of attention to the women's game. Kaiser, we respect you more than anything, and we are thrilled to see all of your success. We're not going to let you off the hook this easy. What we're going to do as we end every five sports podcast, we end with a little something we like to call a high five. We just ask you five fun, rapid-fire questions to get to know Kaiser Gondrzyk better. It'll be fun. Are you ready, Ms. Gondrzyk? Yes. First question for me. While you're bumping on the floor in your warm-ups, I see those AirPods in. What song is the one playlist song you have to listen to before a game? Uh, I don't have songs. I just have a little baby in NBA Young. <laughs> our, our friend Veronica loves old baby. Okay. <laughs> You're stuck on a deserted island. Which teammate do you trust to help you get off that deserted island? Put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I would probably have to say blessing. Why? Because <laughs> she gets irritated very easily. So she's going to do anything and everything it takes to get off <laughs> the island. <laughs> okay. I see. After every game, you guys have post-game meals. You guys just get your biggest win ever of your life. Where is that post-game meal from and what is it? Oh, Texas Royal House, the bread rolls with a Caesar salad and a side of shrimp. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, we, we may have mentioned this moment, but favorite basketball moment ever? I'd probably say my first game I started at um, University of Michigan. My grandparents um, were there and my grandfather cried. I think it was my 16th game in my freshman year. And the most influential basketball player, male or female, for you in your life? Who would you say? I don't, I don't, I don't really have one. There's just, I respect so many great players and, and what they do off the court. Um, but I would probably say the biggest out of all of them right now would probably be in this generation, LeBron, just who he is as a player and a person. He's a true professional. The GOAT. The King. He's the best. He's my favorite player too. Kaiser, we really appreciate the time and for unfolding some of the layers with us. Um, we appreciate that you trust us with this information and um, for joining us on our five sports podcast. Thank you so much. No, I have fun. Thank you.